Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Okay, so day two, we have a lot of really exciting things to go over today. Um, Hey, Holly. Um, Okay, so on day two today, we are going to talk about connecting to spirit and receiving guidance. And so how to receive the guidance, how to receive the lessons, how to take aligned action from the messages that you receive. So having spoken to, hey, Larissa, um, having spoken to some of you already, I know that a lot of times you feel connected to spirit and then you feel like you're shut off or you feel like you just can't hear spirit. It's like you're, you're blocking the guidance. So connecting to spirit, and this goes for spirit, God, source, creator of all that is. It goes for your spirit team. It also goes for loved ones. Spirit communicates with us in multiple ways. Um, so the, the typical ways that spirit communicates with us is through clairvoyance, which, which is clear seeing, clairaudience, which is clear hearing, claircognizance, which is clear knowing, and then clairsentience, which is clear feeling. So those are the primary ways that we receive information from spirit. So you might be walking along and have a thought pop in your head that can be claircognizance. That can be, it can also be clairaudience. You might have a vision of something. You might get a sense or a feeling of something. Those are all little messages that you are getting all the time. But the problem is you may not be aware of the guidance, the messages, and the um, just the everything that you are feeling and receiving from spirit. So how do you know if you are receiving a message from spirit versus if it's just your own head filling things? So when you are receiving messages from spirit, it can feel like you, but it also can feel like it's kind of coming outside of yourself. Um, If it's not actually a message from spirit, it's typically lower vibrational. It typically has more um, ego to it, more judgment to it. Um, It's not going to be a message that is of the, like that, that high feeling high positive energy. So when you are receiving those messages, you want to just kind of feel them out. And this takes a lot of practice because we are, we're constant. Like, so when we are born, we start our journey of remembrance. So, you know, everything that I'm teaching you right now is things that you already know on a soul level. But what I'm doing is I'm reminding you of the things that you forgot when you came into this life. So connecting with spirit, receiving messages. Hmm. One of the things that I encourage you to do is to just get quiet and to learn to listen to the thoughts that are coming in your head. So like I was saying, spirit is always going to be very high vibrational. It's going to be of the highest and best good. So I don't know if you've ever heard of psychics like telling people that, oh, this bad thing's going to happen or this bad thing's going to happen. That is um, ethically very wrong. (laughs) And you don't know for sure that those things are going to happen. So you want to always whether you are listening to someone else, whether you are listening to yourself, you want to use discernment when receiving messages. 
spirit is always going to help you. It's never going to harm you. So if there's ever anything that comes through, that's like, oh, you might die today, or you're going to lose your job or this horrible thing is going to happen. The chances of you actually receiving that message from, from the high vibrational spirit is very, very low. Sometimes what can happen is you could be receiving information. It could be your own ego coming in, your own belief systems coming in. There could also be a lower, um, a lower vibrational spirit that is um, connecting with you and trying to send you messages. There are within the, the spiritual plane, many different layers of spirits. So on the, um, we're on the third plane, which is the, the, our physical realm. Then there's also the fourth plane and the fifth plane. So the fourth plane is typically where most of our loved ones go, especially soon after they've passed. And then after a while, once, um, once a soul has been back within spirit, for quite a while, they will go up to the fifth plane. And the fifth plane is people that have been loved ones that have been uh, passed for quite a while. And there's no timelines for these things. Um, it's also souls that could be ascended masters. They are light beings, extraterrestrials, um, things like that, but they are high vibrational. Now, even within those planes though, even though they are higher, um, you can still get egoic spirits because the ego doesn't leave a spirit and even light beings and angels that you can have the ability to connect with they still have an ego so they can still have some judgment now you will be able to feel though with practice the type of energy that you are connecting with and if you are ever worried about who you might connect with or the messages you might receive, let me remind you that intention is absolutely everything. So the intentions that you set are, they're like energetic protections. So, you know, a good example is um, a spirit board or a Ouija board. There have been people that have wanted to connect with spirits and have fun with it. And they've gone in and they've had, um, or they've reported like scarier experiences. And that's because they're not setting intentions. So a spirit board or a Ouija board is not actually evil. There's nothing scary about it. There's no low vibrational energies around it. It's just a tool. It's no different than tarot cards or oracle cards or pendulums or crystals or anything like that. It's just another tool. But if you don't have a an intention around it, you can get trickster spirits, people that um, just want to kind of mess with you and have fun with you or some lower vibrational spirits that uh, like to feed off your energy. And they, the lower uh, the lower that you end up feeling, the more that the more power they get. So this is why intention is everything. So if you are ever worried about this, set the intention to receive messages that are only of the highest and best good for you. Now, if you go into the next couple of planes of existence, the sixth plane is all of the laws of the universe. And then the seventh plane is creator itself. So God, source, spirit, universe, creator, by whichever name you call it, that is at the seventh plane. And creator of all that is, is non-egoic. So it's still point. It just encompasses absolutely everything. So if you want to ensure that the messages that are coming through along with the intention that you set to receive messages of the highest and best good, you can go up and connect with creator first and then let yourself come down to receive whatever messages are there. Now, this might sound complicated, but it's truly not. You just feel it in your heart and you, and you can imagine yourself traveling up through the different planes of existence until you reach creator of all that is. And it's, it's kind of a feeling of you traveling higher and higher and higher until you reach creator. And then you can set the intention there and then you can receive any messages that you need to. Now, 
there are some people and we as humans have this tendency, but there are some people that when connecting with creator or a light being or your spirit team, they want to know exactly who they're connecting with. And that's a very human thing, but I want to let you know that that's not a requirement. And frankly, sometimes trying to put your spirit team in a box um, can actually limit your ability to connect with them. So um, for those of you who don't know what your spirit team is, so there's creator of all that is, God's source spirit. And then there is your spirit team and your spirit team is comprised of ascended masters, light beings, uh, angels, um, sometimes ancestors, loved ones that have passed, though it's not often that loved ones are in your spirit team because those are your, it's like your spiritual teachers. Um, so your spirit team is comprised of all of those different types of figures. And there is no limit to how many different teachers you have in your spirit team. So I've connected with many of the, um, of the different guides within my spirit team. And I've connected with angels. I've connected with some light beings and I can kind of, I can tell the difference energetically between them in that way, but I only know the name of one of them. That's it. And it's not that I haven't connected with the other ones I have, and I connect with them on a daily basis. I did it right before I actually got went live, but I don't need to know them. And when you put so much emphasis on it, it really can hold you back because you can get so focused on why you're not receiving their name or seeing their faces. Sometimes they don't have faces because they might just be balls of light um, if you were to perceive it in your mind's eye. But if you try so hard to get their names or get details about them, you're going to miss some of the actual messages that are coming through. So Connecting with your spirit team, this is something that you can practice on a daily basis. Now, if you make the command to connect with your spirit team and the way that I do it, and this is through, this is what I learned through theta healing. And so this is the, the pathway that I use, but I just say creator of all that is, it is commanded. I blend with my spirit team in the highest and best way now. And for me, and typically most people, when you, when you say that command to blend with your spirit team and you call them in, you'll typically feel them behind you. So it'll feel kind of like, it could feel like a wave. I can feel like kind of like this heaviness come over me, but it's not, um, it's not a dense or negative heaviness. It's just a like power almost. Some people might get tingles. You might feel like little pricks at the back of your head. Um, you might get a vision or see colors. Um, you might hear something when they connect with you. But typically, as you practice this, you'll know when they are connecting with you. And most often, they come from behind. So that's one way to know that you are connected with your spirit team. The other way is you just, you just have to trust. You know, our own doubt gets in our way more than anything else. And it is our doubt that holds us back and keeps us from achieving things, from receiving guidance, from seeing the lessons. And it's just because we're trying to second guess everything. Now, when you are receiving messages from spirit, one of the things that we typically doubt is, is this message true? Am I actually receiving this message? And I can tell you that you are, so you have to trust it. And I know that this is a practice, but you do have to trust it. So am I actually seeing this? Am I actually receiving these messages? Maybe this is just my crazy imagination. I can't tell you how many times I've thought that, but it, it's not, it's not my imagination. It's not your imagination. And one of the ways that is really fun to work on this is if you are looking for an answer from spirit guidance about something, my favorite way is to journal it out. And, you know, it's really funny because when I journal, if you were to look at the pages, you'll see when I channel different uh, spirit guides, because my writing changes 
um, the the words I use change. So it's it's not even me talking, but if if you were to actually look at it, um, apparently people with schizophrenia write all like that, and that's like a a handwriting tool kind of thing. Like we'll learn about your personality with handwriting. Well, apparently I'd be schizophrenic if somebody <laughs> like read my, read my journal, but what it actually is, is I'm just channeling different energies, different guides. So when you, what you can do is after a meditation, and this can be guided, it can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes, it can be an hour if you want, it doesn't matter how you do it, but you just want to slow your thoughts. And remember that meditation is not about getting rid of your thoughts. It's about just clearing out some of the clutter. So you're never going to think nothing. I mean, my partner says he does. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't understand that. But, um, <laughs> but you're never going to think nothing. There's always going to be some type of thought that is coming through. And it, what you do, though, is instead of trying to get rid of it, you just notice it and let it go. Just notice it and let it go. If you think like, oh, there's, I'm thinking about trains right now. Okay. Come back, come back to your breath. Oh, I'm thinking about ducks. Hmm. There's a duck in the park and oh, I saw a goose today too. And oh, okay. What do I need to know? What guidance do you have for me? You just keep redirecting your thoughts like that. And you're not going to obsess about them. You're not going to beat yourself up for having thoughts. You just let them come and let them go. So journaling after a meditation, and again, this, this can be five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. It doesn't really matter. You just want to come into a bit of a practice with it and then free journal. So it can be very difficult if you've never done it before to get started because our, our human minds like to get in the way and they like to, they like to judge us as we try to do things. So when you start journaling, if you don't know like how to journal or you have no idea what to write down, just write. So after your meditation, if there's something that you need guidance on, you can ask a direct question. The other thing you can do is you can literally say, I don't know what to write today. <sighs> I had a weird day. I feel like I'm craving tuna fish right now. And you know what? Maybe I actually shouldn't eat tuna fish. Maybe I should have a sandwich. And oh, you know what? Um, I think I need to really go and get a massage because that would be good for myself. And, uh, you know, I've been feeling really disconnected uh, in my emotions lately and blah, blah, blah. And you just let it go. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. But soon what happens is as you let these thoughts just roll out onto the paper, you will get into this state where you're, you're going to start channeling and receiving guidance from spirit. And this is where you can start asking more questions. What do I need to know? Where am I blocking myself? What do I need to heal? Um, what's my next step? What should I do? And this is where, especially when we're asking questions like that, this is where we second guess ourselves. You might get an answer of what is my next step? My next step is to go get this book or research numerology or something like that. And you might be like, well, I was thinking about that the other day anyway. That's just, that's just my mind putting that answer in there. Trust it. Don't judge what comes up, trust it and feel into, does this feel aligned for me? Now, uh, having something feel aligned for you, if it is right for you, it is going to feel expansive. It's going to feel lighter. It's going to feel like it opens you up. It may also feel scary. There may be some fear there. But the undertone of everything is very light, very opening, expressive, expansive. Now, if something is not for you, if it's if your intuition is telling you no, or this is not the right next step, instead of that expansive feeling, it's going to feel heavy. It is going to feel contracted. It's going to feel like, ugh, it's going to drain you. 
So you want to listen to those feelings. And remember that fear is okay. Fear can be a beautiful catalyst as long as we don't get stuck there. So you want to listen to your soul, listen to the guidance you are getting and have faith and trust. And sometimes you have to surrender. And sometimes you have to take that next step and trust that the stair will appear. One of the, one of the, um, the metaphors that I like to use is that our journey in life is like a staircase going into the sky. And sometimes we can see a couple of stairs in front of us. So we take those steps easily. And sometimes we can't actually see that the next step is there waiting for us. We actually have to go and take the step and the stair will appear. So sometimes you may not know what the exact right step is. Sometimes you may not know where you're going in life, what your purpose is, how things are going to shift and change. You may not know everything because spirit Mm -hmm. lets things unfold as, as we are able to receive it and as it is needed. If we were able to know absolutely everything that was laid out for us and planned out for us, um, we'd probably lose our minds. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we would probably lose our minds. So we just have to trust and surrender into the guidance that we are receiving. And the, the concept of aligned action, oh, here. What happens when you turn those things that might feel light and right at the beginning turn into something heavy and wrong? How do you know whether the first feeling or the second feeling is what is serving you? Mm, okay, great question. Mm, okay. So there's a couple of different answers for this. So one, if something feels light and right at the beginning, it may have been absolutely right for you in those moments. And there may have been lessons there that you needed to learn. There may be um, karmic things like karmic debt that needs to be fulfilled. There may be soul contracts that need to be fulfilled. There may be a number of reasons why it was right for you at that time. Now, the reasons that it could end up feeling heavy and wrong afterwards. So, Number one, it may not necessarily be that it is actually wrong for you. So if something goes from feeling good and light to feeling heavier and maybe wrong, maybe scarier, maybe something's off energetically, it does not necessarily mean that it's over. What it may mean is that there is something in you blocking whatever lessons um, need to be learned there, whatever good energy is there. So sometimes, and we are, we're humans and from a, from a young age, we form belief systems. Um, We have uh, belief systems and experiences and traumas from our current life, from our past lives. We carry a lot from our family, from our ancestors. So if just because something is feeling heavier doesn't mean that it's wrong. It may be that there's an old belief, experience, trauma, something that is coming up to be healed. And what that's causing is it was feeling good. And then because this heavier thing is bubbling up to be healed, it's causing this dissonance. So one thing you can do around that is look for, look for the messages that are coming through. You can ask questions like, is this right for me? Why is this feeling off? And this is where connecting to your spirit team and practicing these skills of receiving messages is really amazing because then you can figure out, is this something that is within me that needs to be healed that's causing this disconnection? Or is it something that is actually coming to an end? So asking those questions, you can also 
do energy healing. I know we just had a session together, Holly. Um, so doing energy healing, things like that will also help clear out some of the things that could be causing that dissonance. But I highly encourage you to ask questions and start doing those meditation and journaling practices, connecting with your spirit team and seeing what comes through. And you can just get curious, just ask questions. Why am I feeling this way? Um, is this right for me? What am I supposed to learn? What are my next steps within this situation? Am I meant to let this go? So even if there is an underlying feeling of heaviness, if there's still some, some feeling of this is right, this is going to move me forward. This is for my highest and best good. And it feels like your soul and something is like pulling your heart towards it in, in a way that's going to expand and help you. That is good for you. Even if it feels heavy, I would trust that. Now, the other, the other side of this is that if you were feeling that it may be time to let whatever that is go, whether that's a relationship, a situation, um, it may be time to let it go. And remember that things we experience in our life do come to natural ends. So a good example, relationships in our life, not all of the relationships that we have are meant to continue throughout our life. There may be times when you start growing and there may be some dissonance for a while and that relationship is either going to come and grow with you or it's going to be left behind. And that's where you're going to feel that kind of dissonance and that, that needing to release it. And when you end up needing to release something, it doesn't have to be this big like cut or end. You can just let things fizzle out. Sometimes you do have to set boundaries that are really strict and hard. Sometimes you do have to really bring things to more of an abrupt end, just depending on what it is. And it depends on what you are feeling. So again, you wanna ask yourself for guidance. You wanna ask your spirit team. Um, and if you need help with these things, you can also feel free to send me messages at any point. And this is for any of you watching. Um, so I can help you actually develop this further because it does take practice. Um, another thing you can do, and this is a fun tool, is oracle cards or tarot cards. Um, I have like several different decks behind me. So this is one of my favorite ones, Native Spirit. And so these are Oracle cards. There's also tarot cards. So you can just connect with the card deck. You ask for clear messages, and then you can pull cards for yourself and see what messages come through. So oftentimes you will, if you're, if you're already feeling something is up, take, take that as guidance from your intuition already and guidance from your soul already that mm, something's not right here. Either something needs to be healed, released, adjusted, something's up. So if you use a tool like this, as you are learning to develop your intuition more and receive guidance more, the cards will give you messages. And the, the way the cards work, if you're unfamiliar with it, is you will, because you put it, you set an intention and then you energetically will feel the card. So for me, I like to shuffle my deck until a card jumps out. I have actually, I don't typically use them anymore because I've um, kind of grown out of them a little bit, but they're still a great tool to have. But you can typically just like shuffle your deck until a card pops out. And then when something feels right to you, you can pull that card and see whatever message comes up. And whatever those messages are, trust them. And if it feel, usually it'll feel aligned for you and you'll be like, oh, okay, like, yep, I needed that message. Um, there's been many times when I've, I've pulled cards because I wanted extra, just extra confirmation on the, on the guidance I was already receiving and what I was already feeling in my heart. And it'll be like, okay, universe, that was a funny joke. Like, yeah, okay. I know I need to work on this. I know I need to trust or surrender or I need to release this thing or yeah, I need to take action. Okay. Like, 
um, you'll often get those, those confirmation messages and you just have to trust it. And um, that too is just a practice. You just get, you just get comfortable with pulling the cards or using other tools to connect a spirit. But I do still highly recommend doing the, um, the journaling because that is going to be the deepest way for you to connect. Um, let me know if that answers your question or if you have any further questions on that. Okay, so moving into lessons from spirit. So not only are we constantly receiving messages from spirit, and again, that's through uh, clear seeing. So you might see images, you might see, you know, like you'll see synchronicity. So numbers, you'll start noticing 1111, 111, 222, 333, 1234, things like that. Those are, those are visible messages from the universe. You might see, um, you might have animals come to you. So different types of animals have different spirit meanings. So for you, you might constantly see blue jays, or you might feel really connected to, I don't know, turtles or something. Whenever you, those, those animals come to you, they are bringing messages. So you can get messages in that way as well. Um, the other way that you might see messages is in your mind's eye. So you might get flashes of images. You might see things in your dreams um, that you can tell is not just a dream. It's like something, there's something different about it and there's a message in there. So you just, you just start getting used to interpreting the messages that you are getting. You may hear things. So hearing things can be like audibly out loud, or it can be as if you're hearing something in your head. So hearing something in your head might might sound like your own voice talking to you. Maybe your ears start ringing. Um, you might start just hearing a song in your head. There's many different ways that you can receive messages through hearing. Um, through clairsentience, which is the clear feeling, you'll get feelings in your body. So this is typically the strongest one in uh most people is the clairsentience and you'll get tingles up your arm. So anytime I'm really on fire and like, I'm really channeling spirit, I can feel it right now. Actually, I get like goosebumps down my arm and like shivers down my arm. So it feels really cold. Um, you might feel energies. So when you think about tuning into a person, how do you feel about them? So if you were to stop right now and just pay attention to me and connect with my energy, what does it feel like? Does it feel gross and dark and icky? Does it feel not truthful? Does it feel truthful? Does it feel um, energetic and vibrant? What is the energy telling you? It's like when you get vibes from someone, you go up, you're walking by someone, you're like, oh, that dude's creepy, like creepy vibes. That is clairsentience. It's your energy field is receiving messages in the form of feelings about something. So when you're, when you're feeling things, it can be physical, it can be emotions, um, it can be like anything that's, that's feeling related temperatures, like anything like that. Um, you'll also notice with me when I, uh, when I have theta healing sessions with you, um, I will feel pain. So I'll ask you if you've had headaches or sometimes I feel like a pain in a specific spot that I, I'll ask you about. So I'm actually feeling physical manifestations of sometimes emotional blockages and sometimes actual physical conditions. I can often feel sinus pain. Like I can feel how someone died if I'm connecting with spirits. So You'll, you might feel also like heavier feelings in your body as well when trying to read other, um, other people's energy or receive messages. Um, and then claircognizance, that's the clear knowing. So that's when things just drop in. You know, most of the time when I am teaching, whether it's like here or on my, or on my podcast, if I drop in metaphors, 
I, I, most of the time I don't know what I'm saying. Cause it's not, it's not fully me. It's like, I am, I'm a channeling teacher. So I actually channel while I'm teaching. So spirit will drop things in for me that you guys need to hear. Um, so it's just these, like these knowings. Oh, I know that was going to happen. Oh, I know that my friend is like pregnant right now. And then you find out later, Oh, I was right. Okay. <laughs> um, you might just know, I don't know. You just might know things like, I know that you're struggling with an addiction to chocolate ice cream. Like nobody is here, but, um, but you'll, you'll get just these knowings of things and that can be for yourself. It can be for others. Next steps. Another thing that's really fun to do is if you have a friend that is open to it, you can see if you can receive guidance for them and you can just connect and see what messages have to come through. And you can just start telling them like, this is, this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm picking up. Um, I'm feeling this, I'm seeing this and just let them tell you if that's aligning for them. That's a really fun way because then you're not just relying on your own head to be like, yeah, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> or like, maybe I'm just imagining things. By the way, all imagination is actually spirit. Fun fact. Um, but yeah, you can practice um, receiving messages in that way and getting, getting feedback on things. So, and even like pulling cards for a friend of yours, you can pull some cards for them and see what guidance comes up. Because when you pull cards, what happens is you set the intention, you connect with spirit, and then it's like spirits bringing the energy down into you, into the cards. And then it's like, oh, this is the one, this is a card for my friend. And mm, this one over here, yeah, this is another one. And then you can give them the information that comes through. So that's another fun way to have that validation. Um, now Holly, what'd you say? I believe I've been receiving messages my whole life, but I have never tuned into it and have blocked this. I really need to stop and pay more attention in order to make these connections. Yes. So this is actually really, really common, um, where we block, we block the, the messages that are coming through. So, you know, typically children are so open because they they're fresh they're brand new in this life and they're like and they're still very connected to spirit because when we're young we haven't it's like we haven't fully solidified into our human bodies yet so we're just like oh spirit i'm just experiencing life so that's why children will and they also haven't been taught yet that it's weird to see spirits or like experience all of these um like supernatural things. So children are very, very open. And that's why a lot of children report seeing spirits. Um, you know, I strongly believe that imaginary friends are not just imagination. And again, imagination is spirit, but I, I truly believe that imaginary friends are in fact spirits. There are spirit guides coming down to us when we're children. And I'm getting like goosebumps for confirmation of that. So thank you, spirit. Um, so it's, you know, when we're, when we're children, we're so open, but then what happens over time is we have experiences that tell us to shut these parts of ourselves off and we end up blocking these things throughout our life. Some people end up still having very strong connections, even when they're trying to block things. And then others of us, it feels like we're just fully blocked and turned off. Now, when you are, hmm, when you go through cycles where you're feeling really connected, really good, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I'm disconnected. I can't feel spirit. I'm feeling depleted and, and all of these other things on top of, um, having to manage our kind of masculine feminine energies and harmonize them. The other thing that happens is that when we are feeling really good, 
if we have past traumas, experiences, belief systems that say, no, we shouldn't be connecting to spirit, or it's wrong for me to be receiving messages like this or trusting my intuition, whatever is there, if it's not healed yet, what'll happen is when you're feeling good, there'll come a point where you actually get scared and unconsciously you're going to put up those walls. So whenever you feel that like sharp disconnection, you're like, what happened? I was doing so good. That's part of it is you put up a wall. So one of the things that I used to say, as I learned to connect with my spirit guides, um, is guides use some lube. (laughs) So what I mean by that, and I have a crude sense of humor. I was in the military for a long time. Um, but yeah, guides use some lube. So what happens is your spirit guides, when you're open to receiving those messages, they're like, yes, she's listening or he's listening. And they're going to try to throw all this information at you and you can get overwhelmed. So for me, by saying guides use some lube, it was my way of saying, be gentle with me. Let me like, let me have some time and space to receive messages from you. Let me have some time and and space to connect with you. Like it's a lot. So just help me through this. And you can, you can ask your guides and, you know, a lot of people think that having conversations with your guides has to be this super, um, (laughs) like formal thing, like guides, I I would like some information from you. And when I receive this information, I will be much happy and uh, so appreciative and oh, thank you. Um, If you want to do it that way, that's cool. And if you also want to just have this energy of shooting the shit with your guides, you can be like, sup guides. Um, Yeah, I'm looking for some info. Bring it in, dogs. (laughs) Like there's there's no right and wrong way to do this. So uh, I love you too, Larissa. Um, There's no right and wrong way to do this. So let the information come through. And if you need help, if you need them to take it slow, just be like, hey, I I need you to take it slow. Like it's too much. I'm overwhelmed. Help me have clarity. Help me receive your messages so that I can understand them. So it truly is a practice. And all of spirituality is also a muscle. Like you're not going to, you, you're not going to go to the gym and lift one late and be like, I'm now super buff. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not going to happen. And it's the same thing with working your intuition, with connecting with spirit. You, you gotta lift lots of weights to, um, to get your, your spirit muscles to, to grow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I love the way you're explaining this. Yes. No right or wrong way. Thank you. Oh, I love you. Okay, so now going back a little bit to um, receiving lessons. So in our life, when we start our when we start our lives, we are we this is so this is our shadow side. This is our shadow side. And what this is is all of the parts of ourselves that we would rather not be. It's all of the parts of ourselves that we have been told is bad or shameful or too much. Um, It's also our brilliance that we don't step into. So that is our shadow side. That's kind of our light and our dark shadow. Now, our shadow is not bad. In fact, it is incredibly beautiful. And it is so necessary to understand these parts of ourselves so that we can live our best lives and step into our purpose and feel powerful because anytime we have parts of ourselves that are shut off or locked away, those are like power leaks. So each, each thing that you don't approve of within yourself or that you get triggered by in others, those are all things that are leaking your power away. It's like taking out all these plugs. So your shadow side is something that you need to reintegrate into yourself. And this is where lessons come in. So if you think about it, when you are, when you're born, you're like a clean slate and you are an unlimited room mansion. And then slowly as you grow up, you start getting told, oh, well, 
you talk too much and it's annoying when you sing and stop playing so loud. Don't be so bitchy. Don't be so bossy. Don't be this. Don't be that. You can't be this. You can't be that. Good girls don't get angry. Like, don't be so emotional. All of these things. So what happens is all of these different traits of our in ourselves, those are rooms in your mansion. And what happens is when somebody tells you that it's not okay for you to be that way, or you have an experience where you feel that you need to shut parts of yourself off or not shine so bright, you are closing and locking the doors to those rooms, but then they got, they get forgotten about because it's like, as soon as that door is closed, it like goes out of your vision. And instead of being this unlimited room mansion, by the time you grow up, you might end up with like a four room house. And then it is your responsibility to start finding those rooms and unlocking them. And by doing this, and we'll, we can talk more about this in a future training because it's a very in-depth topic, but when you start reintegrating those triggers into yourself and those shadow parts into yourself, you stop getting triggered because everything is neutral until we give it meaning. You know, a really good example is the act of murder. So we think of murder and it's typically very bad, but you might be in the military and go fight a war and you might kill people and keep kill people on the other side or maybe there was a rapist and you had to defend yourself and they died all of those things can fall under murder and morally we decide whether it is good or bad but it is neutral until we put meaning to it you know a cup of coffee some people love it some people hate it it's neutral until we give it meaning so when we reintegrate these shadow parts of ourselves, these triggers, what happens is we take away the triggering energy and we come to still point. And then it only affects us when we give it some meaning. And what we have the power to do once we reintegrate these things is see the lessons and receive the gifts from it. And when you connect with spirit, when you go about living your life, everything happens for you. You know, even the craziness that we are in right now with all of the lockdowns and restrictions, it there are parts of it that are absolutely horrible and heavy and painful and they downright suck. And then we can also look at some of the, the beauty that's within it. You know, I've heard a lot of my clients say over the past year that despite how hard it's been, they are grateful for the things that have happened and the restrictions and, and, and shutdowns and the time that they've had to spend at home or working from home, things like that. All of those shifts, they're grateful for it because it's taught them to slow down or it's taught them what's really important to them. It may have taught you how to use your voice. It may have taught you who your deeper connections are with. It may have led you onto a path of healing. Maybe had this not been a catalyst for you, you wouldn't have ever experienced energy healing. You, maybe you wouldn't even be here right now because you wouldn't need it yet. So everything in life, even when it is painful, happens for us and not to us. And that distinction allows us to find the gifts and the lessons within everything that is going on. And when we find those gifts and lessons, we can move forward in power instead of feeling depleted and disempowered. Now, again, we are not striving for perfection. We are striving for continuation. 
And it, it doesn't matter. You're never going to fall off track. You're just always have the ability to choose again. And, that, and that's an important thing too, is that no matter what you do in this life, you can always choose again. So even if you, even if you thought you received some message, some guidance from spirit, and then you took that action, followed it, and it didn't work out the way that you thought it would, it doesn't mean that it was wrong. It doesn't mean that you got it wrong. Maybe you misinterpreted. Maybe there was a lesson in that choice or decision you made, but you can always choose again. And in every moment, whether we are choosing to do something or not to do something, we are constantly choosing. So no matter what, no matter what happens, you can always choose again. And the other thing is that so, so much of what holds us back is a distrust of ourselves and, and fear of what will happen or a fear of going backwards, of repeating the same mistakes. But I want to tell you that no matter what, you're not actually, as soon as you have this awareness, and I, by listening to this, I know you have it now. When you have awareness around yourself, your actions and your choices, and you have that fear where you don't want to go back to where you were, I can guarantee you that you will not go back to where you were because you know better. You are like where you were before and the, and the experiences that you had that you don't want to repeat, you were over here. And now you're over here because you've grown, you've done healing work. And yes, you're afraid. You're afraid of going back here. But it's like, it's like you can't, you can't go backwards in the game of life. You're always going forwards. So even if you are afraid, if you make that next choice, you're automatically going to go here. You're not going to go back there because you can't go backwards. You are always going to be learning new lessons. You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be changing. And again, you can always make another choice. You can make adjustments. And that is exactly what life is all about. So I am going to leave it here for today. If you have questions about anything that I covered in today's training, please comment them below. Thank you guys for tuning in live. I love you so, so much. And your homework for tonight is to practice doing some of the journaling. See what comes up for you. And I encourage you to share it in the group. If you get any ahas, if you've had struggles with it, share it in the group. Let us know. Okay. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for day three. Thank you for joining me today on the soul service podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon. If you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.